Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane the STEM Guy. And I'm Miss Gofield. Welcome to episode 59 of the Nailed It Wall. How's it feel? It feels so good. Uh, yeah, we're, you know, this should be 60, technically. Okay, all right. Well, we had a little off week this week, but uh, this week uh, we're going to talk about Miss Gofield dropping her daughter off at college. Sniff. Talk about some wins, some losses. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride. All right, partner, you missed three days this week. Tell us, how is the emotional roller coaster going? Well, I will tell you this it is nothing like I thought it would be. Um, it. You know, dropping your kid off at college, it's very individual. So it's hard no matter who you are. But when I dropped my kids off at elementary, I was not a crying mom. I was excited. I was excited for them to go to school. I was excited to hear my own thoughts for a little part of the day. I was a stay-at-home mom. And I was thrilled about it. And I got a lot of stuff done when they were, you know, but it's it's just so different. So I'm not used to having that emotional reaction to my kids doing something school related or anything of that nature. So uh, I knew I would be sad dropping her off. But what I was not prepared for is the amount of sadness to see all of her stuff packed from her room and then on top of that, her walking out of the house for the last time, uh, just because it, you're, the whole dynamic changes and your role as her parent changes. And so it's a huge monumental moment that I wasn't focusing on. All I was focusing on was her, that she was going to be going away to college and I would miss seeing her. But I really didn't think about how much that changes your relationship and puts you into a new phase and I don't know what that looks like and so that's very unsettling and I've always been very close to both my kids um Ella and I have a really special bond and this feels odd and sad and hard so it's been rough wow coming out swinging here people (laughs) all the emotional feels there like uh tugging at the heartstrings partner now what was the hardest part of this whole journey you mean the literal journey like of the process of bringing her out there yes well i would say the hardest part is probably the now where you don't know how much you're supposed to be reaching out you want them to know that you're that you care about their day-to-day and that they're not just gone and now you've you know joined you know some kind of a bunco group and now you're you know living this other life and that you're they're not missed like you want them to know how much you think of them how much you miss them little things but also you don't want to be clingy and overbearing and you know I felt like I would hear from her more right at the beginning and it's been sparse and so that Ella, has call been, your mother. <laughs> that part has been hard and finding the new balance. It's really just, you know, nothing changed about our relationship, yet everything changed about our relationship and it's finding a new new, you know. I think that's it. Wow. I love that. Now, I heard you made a great impression when you met her roommates. <laughs> Tell us how you're twinning with your with her roommates. Well, 
Ella had wanted to get this crossover, the fanny pack uh, from Lulu, just because she doesn't want to be carrying around, you know, her purse the whole all the time in her classes. And <clears throat> she's a pretty, she travels pretty light. People, we're circling back to the fanny pack. Yeah. You might have forgotten. <laughs> there was a time that Miss Schofield <laughs> chastised me for wearing a fanny pack That's at true. Disney. And I said, before the fanny packs were all the rage, I said, I am so on board with the fanny packs. I was like, I'm going to wear them everywhere. And yeah. I wear them hiking. And you had to, uh, to to eat some crow. I did. I did. And I do so willingly because... Humble brag there. Yes, because my mind is completely changed on that. I'm on board. In fact, we went to Lulu out while we're out in California before I dropped her off. And we went to buy her the one she wanted. And they didn't have the color that she wanted and she wanted me to get the same like she wanted me to get this fanny pack with her so we could be twinning so she had me get this maroon one that she ended up saying like that will be for you and then i'm supposed to get her a black one which i have not done yet but i forget what my point was your about point oh was, yeah yeah so i went to lululemon sorry i got I'm distracted. keeping you on the rails <laughs> and while we we're there she wanted to look at some you know biker shorts whatever i don't know which i will say it has circled back because those were very popular when I was in high school. So I was trending before they were trending. Anyhow, you so, invented the trend. Yeah. So while we we're there, I had tried on some leggings and I bought a new pair. And I really like them and I saved them for that day because I knew we'd be moving. Plus, I had to drive back to Arizona after moving her in and I wanted something comfy. So I bought those. And I was excited. It was a million and one degrees. Not really, but that's what it felt like to me. Moving her, we had to park on the third floor of the parking structure. Walk down the stairs with all of her stuff because the elevators were so backed up for like carts and wagons. And then walk her all of her stuff up four floors to her fourth floor dorm, which was rough. However, I'm wearing my Lulus and I noticed that one of her new roommates is wearing the same ones. And so I knew she would be excited that we <laughs> were both wearing the same. Again, you invented the trend. Yeah. So I made sure to point that out and told her next time I come to town that we could twin. And she uh, was a very sweet little girl and was like, yes, we can. And then another, the other roommate, her parents came in and that mom was also wearing the same Lulu leggings. And so we were... Hashtag super cool, let me just tell you. We're not just regular moms, we're cool moms. So that was awesome. Huge good impression on this young lady. Now, your daughter has two roommates? Two roommates. And where are they from? Uh, I think they're both from California, I believe. I think one is from Reno, like Bay Area. I forget where the other one is. But I think they're both from California. I could be wrong. I know one is for sure from the Bay Area. Okay. All right. And what's the aesthetic vibe of the, the college dorm room? Um, well, I left when it was quite sparse. So what it looks like when they got in or what it looks like when they moved What in. is it today? Well, they have these cool LED lights, which I am kind of a huge fan of this LED uh, light style, this trend. All around the room, they have three what looks to be like a faux bunk bed. So they're lifted, but they're not all the way as high as a bunk bed would be, but there's, you know, then it leaves a space for storage underneath. I think I would legitimately fall out of these beds. They're not large. Uh, that seems dangerous to me, but she seems to like it. She's closest to the window and they each have their own desk. 
which I told them I think we should DIY and refinish them and you know what could go wrong with when those have to be returned but anyhow yeah, security deposits yeah. <laughs> they, have their, they have their own bathroom thrown out of college yeah so they have their own bathroom and you know a closet it's just I have never I have never been in a dorm room I did not like that is such an interesting realization to me that I just I didn't know that but I've never been in a dorm room so none of my siblings um or I went to a school and roomed there. So that is new to me and I found it to be fascinating and cool. So, you know, they decorated, they all went with like a white and blue color scheme. They coordinated that and everything is gonna be very cute. Just when I left, it was not complete. And how was the goodbye? Uh, super sterile. Uh, she was not vibing with <laughs> a tearful goodbye, much to the chagrin of her brother and I, but we were very tough about it. Yeah, I think for her, it's just, it's a lot to process. And I know it's not personal. It's just, it's not what I thought we would have this emotional moment, uh, much like my two and a half hour cry on the drive out to California, which I was in my car by myself. All so, the feels. Yeah, I had lots of, lots of emotions. And, you know, it wasn't like that. It was just very much like a goodbye. I know she's gonna do great. It's really more about the mama heart. And honestly, her brother, too. It's got to be very hard for him. And so it's just little triggers going to the grocery store and realizing I don't have to hand test each grape before I buy grapes because that's her, her fruit of choice and she liked them a certain firmness. And just different things that I would always be mindful of when I would go grocery shopping or just do anything I would think, oh, I need, I want to do this for Ella or whatever. And so I'm not doing that now. And that feels odd. All the feels, people. All the feels. Yeah. All right. I love, I love how true you're being about this. Now, you didn't get the uh, emotional send off that you wanted, no. you know, no. this, uh, this motherly moment that you've groomed her for. But it's going to feel good. Like she's just so ready to it take does. college on. Starts classes this week. She does. You missed three days uh, of school this week. Uh, one, you were at a science training. But you almost died on the way home. <laughs> Tell us about your journey home. I feel, it, I almost feel like it was a metaphor for the turmoil of this re getting our bearings you know to experience this with my son we were driving back and it was great late tuesday night yeah late tuesday night well we left her college at three pretty true to three o'clock right on the dot which is unusual for me to actually be on time and as we when we left there california has odd traffic times there's no method to the madness so it's three o'clock which should not be grid iron Gridlock, gridlock's the word I'm looking for. Uh, traffic. However, there is where we are, right in the middle of this heinous traffic for about an hour and a half. And I was not handling it well. I was fine for probably about a half hour. About that time, then I started to crack. I was getting very frustrated, agitated. It was just mind numbing because we had such a long drive ahead of us. However, my son, you know, was as patient as he could. We get through the traffic. He's my navigator. And we're doing great. But we get to Blythe. And we notice that the sky, uh, kind of in the direction that we're going, is this odd mauve color. But it's like a muted, hazy 
cloud covering of mauve. And we were both so puzzled. We're looking up the weather, looks fine, looks fine. And I kept saying, that doesn't look normal. That doesn't look right. So we started taking video and pictures, you know, of this. You're actually doing Kaylee's vlog. <laughs> yeah, we're doing Kaylee's vlog. And we're For all getting... of our listeners, a vlog is a video blog yeah. slash log. Shout out to Kaylee, one of Ella's best friends. Yes. And so. Who's we're a known tra- vlogger. She is a known vlogger. She's sensational at it. So we're driving towards this. And as we're driving towards it, recording, we realize that okay, guess what? This is now turning into a dust storm, which I'm not super thrilled about because it's really quite a lot of dust. It's starting to have some, you know, visibility issues, but we're still, it's daylight. It's broad daylight. It's just starting to get very much like a dust storm. It's like that light um, issue with very little visibility, but there's, it's very light, but it's bright, you know? So we're in that, and then all of a sudden, my son's phone starts getting these weather warnings. And we are, it's a dust storm followed closely by this crazy severe thunderstorm. And on his phone, thankfully he didn't really show me, but the radar map was just red. Like This is a legit big storm. And it is coming right across us. And we are now in a mountain pass. And it just shellacks us. So like crazy, crazy winds, winds that are really just shoving us. And we're with big rigs and it goes from daylight to pitch black dark. It's like being in a a movie, like kind of like in the Wizard of Oz or something. And you're thinking like tornado, though the temperature went from 105, 109 to 73 really quickly, dropped so quickly. Rain starts, but not super heavy. (coughs) Um, But the wind and the lightning, it was terrifying and we didn't know. And then we kept getting warnings about flash flooding. And it basically, I found out later from my son, cause he was very smart not to tell me this, but it basically sent a message saying, this has now become life threatening. You should not be traveling in this unless you're trying to flee. And so it was scary. And after we, and we decided to keep going. We thought about pulling over. You powered through. We powered through. We stuck with the traffic that was there. There was a lot of us, and we were all on the same boat. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll just stick with the truckers and come to find out behind us on the road, um, it ended up washing out. A portion of the 10 washed out from this same storm from the flash floods. And so that's kind of scary because if we had been timed differently, you know, that could have easily been something we would have been caught in and, and had to deal with. So, yeah. Well, I'm thankful you're here to share the story. <laughs> like, Same. Uh, Same. I, I am, I am, I love that whole story. I love that. It's just, it's just so you, that's your life. And, and I love that we get to share that with the, our listeners. And speaking of our listeners, have you heard of Buy Me a Coffee? Tell me about this. All right. Buy Me a Coffee is a way that you can support our podcast. And we're turning this into our announcement crew as well. We have some amazing eighth graders that we we pay them in Starbucks and donuts. And last year, I think we pretty much broke the bank uh, on (laughs) this. But if you like this podcast, check out Buy Me a Coffee. It's a great thing. You can find, find me. Just search up Robert Lane, I believe. Uh, I don't think it's under my Twitter. So buy me a coffee if you like this app, uh, this this podcast. I love this. And speaking of this, so you came back, and I remember last year you talked about, 
you were out five days last year with COVID, and that's like the longest you've ever been out. And you talked about your students just kind of went through the motions and you're gone. And then all of a sudden you're back and you're kind of disheartened that, you know, you weren't missed as an educator. It was creepy. And you said that over and over and talk about how different this group was and maybe it's the times and and what it felt like to be welcomed back in your classroom after missing only three days. Yeah. So I did communicate to my students quite a bit leading up to me going on this that this was something that was on my radar for the year I had already made plans let them know who the sub was going to be touched base quite a bit with the sub and really communicated quite a bit but I will say our classroom culture in the different periods has become quite tight quickly and that is partly to do with me for sure I don't I don't say that it's not however a good portion of it is just the nature of these kids and they are some really really spectacularly kind uh, genuine people and when i got back my students they just were so cute um you know like one student made me a little poster card thing you know saying how much she had missed me and my boys and girls got so excited oh she's back you're back we're so excited and it was just really sweet because eighth grade is middle school and that is not always a time that kids are you know feeling positive about their teachers and it really filled my bucket and i will say i miss them too i really miss them i felt good about being out i knew that's where i needed to be but i was super excited to get back in the classroom with them so It was definitely a mutual feeling and I just, I feel very fortunate this year. This year, so I said it's a huge part of the kids. However, it's a huge part of the kids in this season of their lives. What are we, two years post-COVID, would you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah, two years post-COVID. So the social emotional connections and the empathy, I am seeing that come back. It's returning, and I feel like that's something that was really lost. And we've touched on it quite a bit on here. But I we saw that as educators. We saw that with parents. We saw it with students. We saw it with our own kids. Just across the board, it was really disheartening how lacking there was. There was such a lack of empathy and connection. And, and I don't know. It's just It was different. And this year, just in my class alone... Um, I, you know, we're really doing a huge emphasis on kindness and social emotional health and my students are just soaking it up and I am very much a proponent with them that this is so important and that we will be never skimping on these lessons because I see so much benefit for them as people in their, their whole lives and that this is so important, but man, like anytime I let them truly connect. They dive so headfirst into it and they really put themselves out there. And it just, it warms my heart. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be part of, really. Wow. Well said. Uh, and and you had a training on Wednesday. You had a district training with the eighth grade science teachers. And you were still kind of out of sorts. Yes, you were, very you were out of still sorts. A, still a mess with dropping off Ella. Mm-hmm. And I said, you just need to get back on campus. You got to get back with your people. And talk about the staff, how much they picked you up that oh day. Oh, my God. Like, you're talking about when I like, got back. When you got back. Yeah. It was, again, 
the sense of community. Our school, we say all the time, and I know it sounds redundant to say it at this point, but it's true. It's like no other place. It really is. It's like no other place. And it's truly a community, a very close-knit community, and people that we care about each other, and we know about big events in each other's lives, and, and they matter. And people went out of their way to text, come by my classroom, give encouraging words. I just was completely blown away by the amount of love and kindness and support that I received when I came back. Um, I felt missed, which was really special. And I just felt so uh, supported, I guess. I felt supported because I still have very much a bruised feeling heart right now. It's just, you don't know what's going to set you off with. It's like when I lost my dad, there would be things that would set me off and Ella not being around uh, right now has been hard. And it's just very kind of people to go out their way like that. And would you mind if I shared your Facebook post? Because I felt like that was so well worded about parenthood. Of course, I would love that. All right. So you posted... This parenting thing sure has its highs and lows. Just when you think you've got the hang of it, life lifts you by your feet, turns you upside down, and gives you a couple spins so you have to get your bearings all over again. That's the best way I can describe the feeling of dropping my baby girl off at college this week. I have such a full, happy, proud heart that now feels like it's being held together with only string and scotch tape. So yet again, I find myself in a new phase of life with my girl, without a handbook, of how this is all supposed to look and feel but i know with 100 percent certainty that my daughter is ready and is about to go change the world and my job is to be the loudest voice in her cheering section celebrating her every step of the way go get them girl show this world what you're capable of and i thought that was just a beautiful string of words and Thank i was just you. blown away um, it, it was an honor to kind of be by your side as you went through this, the ups and downs, and you soaked up every moment, and some things didn't go as planned. And you forgot the best part about your story. Did What's you that? say that the road was washed out yeah. right behind you? Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I am, I'm like missing parts on the pod here. Um, and so it, it was just such a beautiful thing. And uh, I, I'm proud of the parent you are, the teacher you are, and and how much community means to everybody. And just for you being back at work, you know, people want to get away from work. You wanted to be back. And I said, I said, you just need to get normalcy back. You need to be on the announcements. You need to be in your classroom, in your STEM class, seeing those kids. And you didn't know what the vibe was going to be. You yeah. didn't know how they're going to react. And, and I think deep down you had a little nervousness because the last thing you needed was not to feel the love that, <laughs> that so you true. want from the world. And, and so the fact that it was put out there for you, it, it just meant so much. I 100% agree. And I think the thing for both of us, I think we both feel it as like a palpable thing, is it's an exciting time for education right now. Because right before COVID hit, really cool things, big things were happening. We were involved in quite a lot of things and it was a really cool, creative, um, just expansive moment for education. It was on a roll. And do I hit this? Yeah. You know, it was on a roll and I feel like we're back in that position now with COVID, you know, kind of tampering down we are starting to gear up and to be in the classroom and have these moments with the kids and get back to the training that you said. I just, I do want to say this. 
the person that led the training, she heads up the science department um, for Deer Valley, Christine Allred. And I have to say, I really got so much out of that training. It was well done. I felt like I, I remembered, oh yeah, this is, these are important ways to connect. And this, because we had to go so far away from what was, I don't know, intuitive. I don't know for relationships and connections with kids. COVID really made us dial back a lot of that stuff. And so now it was this training that taught us about our new curriculum, but really was just infused with ways to really deepen uh, kids' understandings and help them find the answers. And I feel like we had to kind of change a lot of education for a little bit. And now it's back to that. You're not the teacher, the knowledge person. You are the guide. You are the facilitator. And you are going to help them become these open-ended uh, thinkers that can take things to a different level. And that feels like a privilege. Wow. And speaking of privilege... We've just had our second donation to buy me a coffee Ooh. from a guest of the Nail That Wall. Miss Shear just bought our Aww. SV uh, Morning Announcement <laughs> staff a coffee. So let's talk about the power of buy me a coffee. We appreciate Aww, it. Sheer. Great episode. If you ever heard Miss Shear on the pod, she make sure you down, download that. She is a rock star. All right. Well, we just started off with our Nail That Failed It because I knew that was your Nailed It. Yeah, and there was sure. nothing but Nailed It with that story. Now, the Arizona Department of Education this week came out saying they were giving Arizona teachers $600 through a Donors Choose project. Love it. And last year, I told all the teachers, take advantage of this. They were giving $1,000 last year. And I think we had a huge chunk of our staff get yeah. involved in doing this. And I went on the announcements, and I told them Mr. Galetti just recently had his 40th birthday. I was like, the only birthday gift Mr. Galetti wants is everyone to fill out their donors' shoes. <laughs> I was at our staff meeting, and I had like two tables. I'm like, did you do it? Did you do it? Um, so I was, I was chastising the entire staff to do this on the morning announcements to get this in. You were in California. I sent you a text. I said, hey, if you have any downtime today, fill out your donors' shoes. You filled it out. Did you get it? I did, sort of. Yes, I did get the $600, but I kind of botched it. Right. You tell your story. All right. So you're $103 yeah, short on your donor shoes. $103. All right. So, it's a good donation thing, though. Yes. You know, and, and what, do you get, what do you get for your project? Well, it's, it's, there's a student that came up with a STEM project that she wants to do, and it's all about circuitry, which I've never had the ability to do in my STEM class. So I'm so excited, but it's a lot of equipment for that. And so I'm just a little bit short. But anyway, continue with your story. So I go home Monday night. I fill up my donor's shoes. There's this little box at the bottom that asks for like 20 words or something I know what you speak of. Uh, that you need to fill out about your project. And I did a lot of makerspace stuff, some zip snips, hot glue gun, scissors, um, you name it, painter's tape, uh, duct tape. Yeah, so, enough of that stuff. So this stuff that a lot of times we spend out of the pocket, uh, our own pockets. Yeah, primarily. And yeah, primarily is true. Yeah. So I say, I'm going to get all these things. We're going to have the surplus for the year. And a couple of days are going by. And then I get my, my DVSD uh, PLC. We're all in it. I'm like, everyone get this in. I mean, I'm just like, you know, climb to the highest mountain. I'm like, everyone get your $600 on shoes. And, and then people are talking about that they've got it. I mean, everyone's just like hidden, you know. It's like the lottery. It's like, you hit, you hit, you hit. $600 to teachers. Like, I it's, mean, it's like the jackpot. It really is. So Wednesday or Thursday, some people are saying, 
funds are getting low. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. I still haven't got my confirmation. <laughs> and then someone in my PLC says, um, the likelihood of this being funded is, is not good because we're running out of funds. And then I log in to look at mine and I just have this 120 word section I did not hit and hit submit. And so talk about a fail. Like I was telling <laughs> everyone to get this and I totally missed out. Like, but you know, my PLC we met yesterday and I talked to them and I was like, I was like, I didn't get any negative email. I'm like, I still think I'm getting it. I was like, I'm like, I'm believing. I, I believe and believe, you know, kind of like Ted Lasso with yes. hope, you know? Uh, so and they're like all kind of talking about like, I don't think I'm going to get it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, it's not over. I'm like, so I truly believe that I'm going to get this. And you know what? I'm laughing about it. You know, I'm not, my heart's not broken about the $600. Yes, that, that will hurt, you know, but you know what, if I got the word out to, to more teachers to do this and take advantage of this, my heart is happy. Well, and I will say, I think it's really difficult to come to the realization that in order for us to, to bring things like you said, all those cool things that you have that we really have to just hustle so hard and like put together these donors choose things at all. Like that's how teachers are going to be dependent on things. And don't get me wrong. We have a school like no other. We are super, super supported. And uh, our admin does a remarkable job trying to help us get our hands on stuff and it you know they go to the ends of the earth for us however there's only so much money available in education and there's so many things to do with kids supplies like you said people would be shocked about duct tape painters tape expo markers post-its index cards i mean we're not talking anything don't give me some paper clips I know, remember paper clips. yeah the cheap ones that you've got i literally was Ugh. doing a stem project with paper clips where they had to fold the paper clips our district you know probably bought some cheap paper yeah. clips and as you fold them they break every single time yeah. i had to scavenge through from from actual metal <laughs> paper clips i couldn't believe it so if you're a teacher out there listening there make sure you test out the paper clips before you start yeah, the stem you project open them up. so it's it's interesting because we're spending a lot of money on things that we run out of because it's you know they don't replenish themselves so it's just challenging and then on top of that you want to be able to do these cool things for this student to come up with this circuitry project i have been so so excited to do this kind of thing and then the cool thing is this is something i can do with other stem classes and that's a good portion of eighth grade and so just the possibility of that and the other things that are on there's like hot plates so that i can show you know the movement of particles when heat energy is transferred and that we're talking about energy this year and kids need hands-on visual not that i want them hands-on the hot place but you know it's these hands-on real application and these kinds of things really just help us do that so i get excited i am grateful for the 600 however uh donors choose took a huge chunk of that out and so that is why i am short so it's fine i i feel confident that i can find some some people to uh, support this. We know we will. We, we posted it to our Twitter. It's on the school Facebook page. We're going to get that $103 for you. 
All right. Well, this was a great pod. You survived a near-death experience. <laughs> you dropped your daughter off at college. You're here to tell the tale. I, I shared about my 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 awful donors choose fail. Twenty words. Twenty words, and hit the next that hurt. button. That hurt. And you know what? I'm gonna be positive. I'll fill you in. I'll let you know what happened. But I didn't receive the email telling me this most likely will not be funded and i'm i'm drinking the coffee literally i'm drinking the coffee that <laughs> this is going to get funded all right as we always say people if you can be anything be kind now if you're on social media you want to see pictures stories videos of all the things that we are doing in our classrooms uh make sure you follow uh, me at mr lane the stem guy and me at a positive proton and like I said earlier, we run off of coffee. Our students run off of coffee. Not all of our students, just the SV Morning Announcements. <laughs> you can find me on Buy Me a Coffee. Search for me at Robert Lane.